Hello and welcome to another episode of the When Wrestlers Act podcast. I'm John Cronshaw and I'm joined today by my good friend Colin Cox. Hello. We're here to talk about what I can only describe as Series 6, Episode 15 of Baywatch, Bash at the Beach. We're not reviewing a film today, we're reviewing an episode of (laughs) Baywatch. This is an episode of two distinct emotional states. You have the excitement, the pageantry, the bombast of professional wrestling combined with the diagnosis of a terminal illness. I don't know whether these two subjects are appropriate for each other. I don't know whether they go well. I think the people who wrote it were just like, you know, we're kind of exciting the audience a bit too much with this wrestling stuff. I'm sure this will be a wrestling story one day. I hope not. I really hope not. And then they bring it down with the skin cancer of um, Lieutenant Steph. The episode opens. We've got Hulk Hogan, Macho Man Randy Savage on a jet ski. Making all sorts of motley slash Popeye mumbling. Yeah, Hulk Hulk Hogan is is completely indecipherable. (laughs) They're talking to each other and it is literally in these guttural growls. I thought when it opened up that they were feuding. That they were trying to bash each other off the jet skis into the water. It looked like they were... They were definitely driving recklessly, driving dangerously, without due care and attention. These are role models as well. Hogan's attention, he's distracted by another another jet ski being driven by a sexy lady in a bikini. Maybe he's just thinking, a lady driving a jet ski? <laughs> <laughs> That's it's... where I come from. <laughs> so... <laughs> so yeah, Hogan, he's distracted by the lady on the jet ski, and what happens... He falls off and gets twatted by his own jet ski. I mean, let's let's just pause for a second. Let's think about the <laughs> physics of this. Which direction is Hulk Hogan going? Probably sort of backwards. So maybe what happens is so the, he jet ski... fo- the, the jet ski's going forward. He fell backwards. He ended up getting hit in the face by his jet ski, which is travelling in the opposite direction to himself. It might have had a lot of um, spin on it so it's going through the air and doing that spinning motion with my fingers goes through the air and starts slowing down and then suddenly twat Hogan's there in the water face down, he's dead Hulk Hogan has been killed luckily at this moment the lovely sexy Yasmin Bleeth is looking with her big binoculars over the water she spots Hulk Hogan just at that moment and then she grabs she grabs her big inflatable thing. <laughs> <laughs> Look, she does. She grabs the life float, runs out to the water. She's joined by Pamela Anderson. <laughs> she runs into the water as well with her big inflatable things. <laughs> yes, it was a boob joke. And they swim. They drag Hulk Hogan, who at that point they just think is some old guy who looks a bit sunburned, falling into the water. And they're right. So they drag him, they're giving him mouth-to-mouth resuscitation. He sits up, coughs out a bit of seawater. He looks up, his eyes come into focus, and you get the, the point-of-view shot from Hogan. And all you see is a row of women. Plasticated boobies yeah, with their um, just, high waist red swimsuits. Yeah, so just a lot, of, a lot of fake boobs. And Hulk Hogan utters the immortal words, Am I in heaven? I don't know whether he thinks he's dead. Or whether that's his idea of, of just the most amazing thing to ever happen to him. 
And the girls all giggle. <laughs> and then they go, oh my god, it's Hulk Hogan. Yeah, because for some strange reason, I couldn't get my head around it then and couldn't get my head around it now. Only when he came round did they realise it was Hulk Hogan. Yeah. Well, maybe it was the voice. Maybe maybe they recognised his voice because he's you know he's must he wasn't he was wearing his black bandana he wasn't wearing the red and yellow so but he was also wearing his moustache he was wearing his moustache so but the bandana was still on his head when he woke up but perhaps maybe it's him am I heaven yeah so he looks up and then and then you know these sexy sexy ladies in the red swimsuits with the big fake plastic boobs go oh are you a wrestling fan I'm a closets wrestling fan yeah oh me too. So, so it's established early on that sexy women like WCW wrestling. Lie, absolute <laughs> lie. <laughs> yeah, this... we've we've been to various wrestling events, and I think the only way I can describe a live wrestling event is sausage fest. Yeah, because people, you know, occasionally bring the girlfriends along. Sorry, drag the girlfriends along. Drag their girlfriends. Yeah. Yeah. Macho Man comes along when um, Hogan's on his feet again. He's recovered quickly, by the way, Hogan, being on his feet after being dead. Black tape for at least 30 seconds. Yeah. But Macho Man comes along and spies the five women and says, Ooh, I like my odds. <laughs> yes, so. he does. Yes, he does. <laughs> Those women, you know, basically at work as lifeguards, being sexually harassed while on duty. <laughs> it's disgusting. You know, I'm, I'm surprised that there's not, um, you know, like you're getting post offices and things like our workers are trying to do a job. <laughs> Please don't sexually harass or assault them. They're not objects. They're not just tits on sticks. They are real people too. We've had this drama. We've had the near fatality of Hulk Hogan. Time to get your breath back. It cuts to David Hasselhoff, Mitch Buchanan, talking at Lifeguard Baywatch HQ, whatever it's called, and he's talking to Lieutenant Steph. And Lieutenant Steph, she couldn't be happier. She's uh, she's packing for a romantic nighttime picnic on the beach. Yeah, because she's got a new boyfriend. <clears throat> I've not watched Baywatch since I was a uh, twelve-year-old boy, let's say. <laughs> and um, you know, I, I didn't get the backstory. But the thing that I got from this was that Mitch and Lieutenant Steve they perhaps had a thing at some. Point. Yeah, they had history, but they, they, it was amicable. They were friends now, but they were still. Still a glimmer, still something there. A spark. Yeah. They go for the picnic there and everything's happy. She's having her picnic with um, Dr Tom or... Man, he is a sexy, sexy mm. man. I tell you what, you know, I'm a, I'm, I'm a married man, I've got a lovely wife, but my God, he, he looked like a Disney prince. Mm. That Disney prince haircut, the Disney prince chiselled jaw. Oh, his jaw was so yeah. chiselled. He had a body that looked like it was carved out of pure marble. I think the word we can use to describe him is just handsome. Yes. Whenever you you go back to your storybooks when you're a kid, the handsome prince, yeah. he looks like this man. Yeah. So, yeah, they're having a bit of a grope fest. He kisses her in a really strange way. Yeah, well, the physics seem a bit impossible. Yeah. My, my wife was watching it with us at this point, and she commented on what a weird snog it was. <laughs> and then... He was kissing her, and without without his his lips leaving her face, his his mouth went around her face, <laughs> over her hair, and to her neck from behind. And he's groping around, and then he feels she's got this big nasty Chesney Hawk style mole, but on the back of her leg. And he's like, "Ah, oh, how long does this mole have this red mark around it?" 
And it's like, mm, mm. Come see me tomorrow, first thing. Yeah. And she's all worried. It's it, nothing. I mean, it's, it's nothing. It, it's interesting. It could be skin cancer. Come see me tomorrow. Yeah, it's interesting because, you know, at this, uh, within this, what, 20 seconds of the date, you know, you know that he's a doctor, his pager goes off, he says, Oh, yeah. He yeah. says, Oh, yeah, it's a fallacy that doctors get time off. It's like, ah, he's a doctor. Ah, so I thought it was Dr. Fallus. Yeah, so. <laughs> yes. That's what my notes say. <laughs> no, that was, that was just wishful thinking, Colin. <laughs> so there's, you know, we've, we've been brought down a bit. And luckily, luckily, we're back with the wrestlers. Yay! Yeah, yeah. yeah. So the, the Venice Beach gym, we're at the boys' club. And, um, you know, we find out how important this gym is. Hogan's there, and he goes, if it wasn't for this gym, I would have had a, a, a life of drugs and street life, but instead I chose a life of health and fitness. Um, and then freeze frame. Yeah, this is a line <laughs> coming out of a guy who was uh, admitted in court to, <laughs> to heavily using steroids throughout the 1980s. They're there, they're in the gym. Macho Man, he comes out and says, man... If, if I hadn't um, been to this gym, it wouldn't have been a pretty picture. And then you find out, horror of all horrors, the gym has been bought no. by a developer. And then they turn around, and who should pull up in his limousine but the developer? <gasps> a black stretch limo. Who gets out of the limousine? Who's the developer? We shall give you a clue. Woo! It's Ric Flair, styling and profiling boasting about him being a developer he's there with the taskmaster Kevin Sullivan with his wacky eyebrows painted on and he's uh, I think and, I think he's Vader as well he's, yeah with Vader um, Ric Flair is there dressed in his smartest flashiest suit he's got his aviator sunglasses on I think it was just a plain black suit but it was very nicely it was, it was a lovely suit it was, it, oh, was. It, was, it was a flash suit because you could tell it was Armani very expensive mm. uh, Vader He's there in his mask, in his wrestling gear. <laughs> Hogan, he's there in his wrestling gear. Randy Savage, he's there in his wrestling gear. But we all know that wrestlers do everything, every day, in their wrestling gear. It's like when politicians roll up at a random school and start playing football with the kids. They're having a kick about They take their suit jackets off, but they'll, they'll play football in their shoes and, <laughs> and yeah. stick their ties around their heads like Rambo. Yeah. So yeah, so so Hogan's pissed off with Flair for being the developer, for buying what is essentially you know a good, well located yeah. gym, good bit of real estate, a lot of potential to turn it into a car it's park a or apartments. Good or, business prospect. Yeah. So I think that, I think that's what Rip Flair wants to do. I mean, I've to... I've been to Blackpool and it's a it's horrible trying to find parking by the beach. Yeah. So by the Pleasure Beach so, down there, it costs a fortune. So yeah, exactly. So you know, Rip Flair's there. He's made a wise investment. And then um, Hogan, he he challenges Ric Flair to a wrestling match for his WCW title, which is an equivalent to these to the gym. So Flair, <laughs> like a fool, he accepts the match against Hulk Hogan. And yeah, then, I think Flair got duped there. I think he did. I think he did. It's usually the other way around in wrestling. And we cut. It's brought down again. We've been brought down. We've been oh, brought no. up. And now we're brought down again. The lovely... Sexy Yasmin Bleeth is there applying sun lotion onto her, her legs are there as onto well. her lovely, lovely shapely legs. The camera pans out, and then who's who else is there? 
but, but Steph, and she's she's upset, and she she asks Yasmin Blee, what factor of sun lotion are you using? And Yasmin goes, oh, why factor eight, of course. And, and Steph, then she gives some very very complicated. I, don't, I think Newton would be proud of the formula that she gave. It was that complex. Oh, I think it was it was Turing-esque. It was on the levels <laughs> of Alan Turing <laughs> mathematics. Um, she she um, she went. Yeah, she she basically. She explains went, how sun cream works, and I was riveted at that point. Yeah, so I, riveted that I didn't write it down. I, I think I was um, educated. Yeah, I was entertained. I was informed. It was like the BBC. It, it was just good TV. It was. It was just good <laughs> broadcasting. <laughs> Yeah, I was thoroughly edutained. Yeah, so she she gives this lecture about the sun lotion, and she says, "I might be dying. I might have cancer." And then she turns around and shows a big plaster on the back of her calf muscle. Yeah, and uh, they have a cuddle, they have a cry, and then it cuts. We've been brought down, and you think, "Ah, oh, they can't bring us down anymore." There's a kid playing on some rocks. And you think, oh, there's a kid playing on some rocks. This is going to be good. Hooray! Yeah. He slips, he falls, and a big plastic boulder falls on top of him. It wasn't plastic, John. Sorry, a big boulder falls on top of him. And he can't (laughs) move. The tide's coming in. The waves are lapping at him. Ah, it's... It is the the irresistible force of the waves meeting the immovable object of the boulder. Yeah. And I've always wanted to use that sentence (laughs) in context. So the kid's there, and that's it. He's, he's dead, isn't he? He's He's got to be. And nothing can save him. This is where Hulk Hogan runs across the beach, and uh, this this little kid, he's dead excited. He sees Hulk Hogan. He's like, Mommy, Mommy, it's Hulk Hogan. And and she says, uh, oh, I don't want, I don't want to hear, hear any of you lies. He's like, I'm not lying. Can and it, she, Matthew? <laughs> can it, Matthew? <laughs> Just this horrible woman not believing a child. It's a beach where Hulk Hogan kind of says that he's billed from. You know, he, he says he spent a lot of time there. Malibu Beach, Venice yeah. Beach, yeah. all over California. Hulk Hogan has been there lifting weights and doing drugs at some point. So he's told to can it. I mean, this this woman's clearly just abusive. Yeah, just she a... just doesn't like her son. Yeah, I mean, you know, he did seem like a little shit, but, uh, you know, that's, that's... I thought he was quite well behaved. She's obviously um, disciplined him well then. Um, so yeah, so Hulk Hogan runs over to the to the to the rocks, and he uh, he he grabs he grabs the boulder and he hurls it, and saves the child. I think that woman wasn't even wearing sun cream either, mm. and I don't know if he was. That's how bad a mother she was. But yeah, Hogan saves the day. Hooray! Yeah, so he essentially gets his win back. Mm. You know, he he lost out to the sea before, and now he's got it back by saving someone else. So that's good. And then. We cut again. That to... sounds like a perfect WCW wrestling story. I think it was a WCW wrestling <laughs> story. I think this whole episode was an angle. Um, so you've got you've got Hogan saving the kid, <clears throat> cutting them, bringing us back down. Lieutenant Steph, she's on the beach. She's very up. sensibly dressed. She's, I say she's overdressed. She's wearing a coat. She's up on a watchtower. She's got her her trousers on. She picks up a lifebuoy, so you know she means business. But she's a lifeguard, and, you know, she's not a lifeguard unless she's carrying her lifebuoy. That's true. So she's going around, she's, she's being all preachy, she's lecturing the, the, the beach people, going, ooh, are you wearing sunblock? Ooh, don't wear baby oil. That's a magnifier. <laughs> so we learn. Again, I, I felt so 
enlightened by this. I, I, I was thoroughly edutained. I was illuminated. Yeah, so she she does this, and then it cuts again to Baywatch HQ, her in the locker room with Yasmin Bleeth. And her legs. Yeah. And she's crying. She's Lieutenant Steph has, has realised that she was being being preachy and that she, she goes, I'm, 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 lo- I'm losing my mind. But as a lifeguard, isn't it her job to safeguard the lives of those people on the beach? No, I think it's to stop people drowning. I don't know whether drown- you can drown in sunlight. I think that's... No, but you can get skin cancer. Yeah, that's... The edutainment was was getting to, and, and she she issued some good bollockings. Yeah, yeah. So um, next, you get seen with Mitch Buchanan chilling out at his at his bachelor pad, I assume, talking to Doctor Sexy. Yeah, talking with Doctor Tom, you know, and and they've they've clearly known each other for over twenty years. It, it does get alluded to at one point. Yeah, he does say we've known each other for twenty years. And the, the subject turns to um, to Lieutenant Steph, and um, controversially, after some cajoling, when it is established that they've known each other for X amount of years, they've drunk from the same milk cartons. They've drunk from the same milk cartons. <laughs> after some cajoling from um, Mitch, Doctor Sexy breaks Doctor Patient confidentiality. Yeah, he reveals off the record. Yeah. The gentleman's but, agreement. But you know, and I know, that off the record is not a legally binding contract. No. It's it's about trust, isn't it? It's, it is about uh... trust. <laughs> Having seen that, if I ever went to Dr. Sexy, whilst I might give him one, I wouldn't trust him. Yeah, because you know that he would he would tell people your yeah. prognosis, which is not what you want. It's really not what you want. So not only has he um, betrayed... Betrayed trust. Betrayed the trust between him and his girlfriend... But it's also he's also betrayed his Hippocratic oath. Yeah, what a bastard! But what a sexy bastard! I know. Just as we feel like we're about to slit our wrists, that we're at our lowest ebb, it cuts to Macho Man, and he goes to the boys' club, <laughs> <laughs> and then we get Hulk Hogan's theme. Not the good one. Not the one no. from his WWF. Days. Not even the um, Jimi Hendrix. Yeah. No, it's it's the American Man. We get yeah. a montage. We get a montage. Yeah, and it, the thing is, is it, it's it's a montage that goes from one bit of the beach to another bit of the beach. <laughs> but within this montage, you have Hulk Hogan running along, being followed more and by... more children just gathering them up. And then at one point, a child who's running alongside him just stops, does a backflip, and carries on running. Yeah, I, I didn't understand that. Why? Why was it's that? Probably a metaphor. For something, it's probably for not giving up or not doing drugs, right? But 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 between the the crowd of children getting bigger and following following the path of Hulk Hogan, he's doing weights, he's in the gym, he's lifting heavy things, he's flexing his muscles. So I don't know whether this is meant to kind of signify time passing, although it did look like one shot with gradually more kids being added to it with cuts of this added in. So I don't know. I don't know. What it was meant to represent. All I know is it had Hulk Hogan's WCW music. And it wasn't good. It led to a press conference. A classic wrestling <laughs> press conference. <laughs> they had the but without there. any violence. Hulk Hogan doing his usual flexing his muscles and go, Let me tell you something, brother. And Matt it Chan, had Matchman going, Woo! Yeah, and Ric Flair going, Woo! And Kevin Sullivan going, Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> and Vader just sort of growling and gurning. Yeah, yeah. So uh, bear in mind, you know, they've got this match set up between Hulk Hogan and Flair. It's gonna, it's gonna be a match for the ages. But wait, it seems like they've changed the stipulation for no reason, and it makes no sense when you think about what's on the line and what the thing is for. It, it's, it's ended up that it's going to be Vader versus Hogan and Flair versus Savage. Why? Why is? I, don't know. I thought the whole idea was it was going to be the title against the deeds to the gym. Either way, we're built up nicely, kind of. Yeah, and then we're knocked down again with the no holds barred. With line. the no holds barred. There's no rules. Hogan agrees, but he's he's kind of been duped. He's kind of been duped. So, but we'll come to that. So next, we've got a tender moment on the beach. We've got Lieutenant Steph giving. Um, Mitch, the bad news that that she has got cancer, that it's it's uh, you know she's upset, giving him a hug, and she's crying, and David Hasselhoff's nipple pops out. Aww. The nipple, the nip slip, the wardrobe malfunction, whatever euphemism you want to use, it's there. And <laughs> David Hasselhoff gives her a hug. He pushes down her head, and it looks like he's trying to make a suckle <laughs> from his teeth. Now. I'd just like to point out that, given the time as it is now, I'm probably going to bed in about an hour. I've just had a glass of Pims and lemonade, so that's gone straight to my head. And I know that I'm going to be dreaming that I am Dr. Steph sucking from the teat that is David Hasselhoff. Lieutenant Steph. Sorry, Lieutenant Steph. Did I call it Dr. Steph? Yeah. See, that's that's the Pims. (laughs) Pims, it's good stuff. Yeah, that's the drink. That's the drink talking, Colin. (laughs) So yeah, so so we have cut back to the wrestling. Yeah, yeah. So this is it. This is um, the the start of having a having a wrestle, Macho Man versus Ric Flair for some reason. Yeah, you know, for me, I thought Macho Man Ric Flair in a match. This is going to be awesome. This the crowd was huge. Yeah, the crowd. The crowd. There must have been a good ten thousand people there. Yeah, and you know, it was like that scene in Gandhi with all the extras. They they had that many people in. This was before the days of CGI, so right, they right. must have been real. I suppose they had to do it back then, didn't they? Be real people. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so that so they had this crowd. They were all there to watch the Macho Man and, and Ric Flair having a wrestle for whatever reason. And and they didn't have a wrestle. They, they were, had a punch. They were just punching the crap out of each other. And as I say, my wife was uh, watching along with us. And she's not a wrestling fan. She doesn't care for wrestling at all. She is, she just won't admit it. But she did kind of point out a good technicality. She was like, isn't this meant to be a wrestling match? I thought you couldn't punch in wrestling. And, and um, she's right. She is right, but I, I, I then had to tell her it was no holes barred match. So it, And you're right. Yeah, so technically, it's fine. So they, they wrestled around for a bit. There was a lot of the Street Fighter <laughs> noises whenever they hit each other. <laughs> and then... Macho Man won. Somehow. Yeah. He did a move and Ric we Flair lay down and Macho Man was stood up and yeah. had we his arms in the air and I can only presume that it was a last man standing match. Yeah, we didn't see the move, we didn't see the pinfall. They didn't it appear was a last to man be standing a, match. a referee. No, there was a referee. He was <laughs> in the old-fashioned short sleeve blue shirt with the black bow tie. Oh, that's a good look. That's a good look. So so they, they did that, the win... Did Ric Flair win the belt? No. What? You know. Sorry, I'm, I'm using logic again. No. Um, and then they're backstage and they're preparing 
Hogan's preparing for his match. He looks out and he sees that they're putting up a steel cage around uh, Vader, who's already in the ring. Oh, what? The, 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 a steel cage? Yeah. So uh. Hogan was duped. Hogan was, you know, he. But I he, thought Hogan knows best. Well, he didn't. He didn't know about the steel cage. So um, he runs down to the ring, climbs, climbs over the cage, gets in, <coughs> and they start having what I can only describe as a wrestling match. Hooray! Yeah. So Hogan's there. Hogan's dominating. He's slamming him. He's throwing him around. He slams him, and what happens? He, he says, "Oh my back! Oh my back!" And then Big Van Vader starts beating the crap out of him. He does his thing where he jumps off the middle rope and lands on him. But does he go for the cover? No, because he's a chump. He's a chump. Yeah. And then Hulk Hogan, he hulks up, brother. He does another body slam. I don't think he does hulk up. He I does. Think he just stands up. No, no, he does because he's doing the shaky thing with his arms. I don't. The, you know, that's just Parkinson. The editing was really bad, so you know he didn't have time. For everyone to notice that he was hulking up, but I know he hulks up. So is that because you're a Hulkamaniac? I was never a Hulkamaniac, to be honest. I, I, I was never a fan of Hulk Hogan growing up. I, I always preferred the Macho Man. So then Hogan makes his big comeback. He does his big thing where uh, he puts his foot up in the air and Vader runs into it, and then he does some more moves, and then he does his thing where he slams him, and then his back's just fine. And then he puts his foot up in the air again and Vader runs into it. And then he does that thing where he drops his bum onto his face. And then while Vader's down, he rakes his eye with his wrestling boot. Yeah. Which I thought was just twatish. It was a bit dastardly, wasn't it? It was. But I mean, to be honest... He, but he, he's supposed to be the, the hero of the one we all aspire to. Yeah, but he, he'd, been, he'd been duped, you know. He'd been kind of put into a match he didn't want to be in. You know, it was no holds barred. He didn't break any rules, did he? I know, he? but because of this episode now, seeing Hulk Hogan like that, I'm not going to go home and drink my milk and say my prayers. Fair enough. eat my vitamins. But he did turn... He did, he, I think this was about the time of the NWO turn. Uh, okay. So, in fact, was it at that pay-per-view, the Bash at the Beach, 1996? Possibly. Yeah, so Hulk Hogan, maybe it was prophetic. Maybe it was it was foreshadowing. Yeah, so there we go. Um, so, you know, it's the end. Hogan stands tall with the title. He's won the gym back. He's got the deeds from Ric Flair for some reason. And they say, but one line that I wanted to point out, they got in before they started the ring. They both said, him and Matraman, for the kids, for the youth centre. And they were right. Yeah, they were. And they won it. They, they won and then Macho Man snatches the deed out of Flair's hand but I'd like to think that it was just the Chinese menu or something yeah so you know you think yeah and then um, this tw- a- 24 hours later Dennis Beach is flattened <laughs> Hogan builds a car park <laughs> that's the point if you turn you know if you turn into a bad guy at uh, Bash at the Beach maybe that's what it did happen um, so you just saw dollar signs yeah so the um, you know we've, we've that's it that's you think that's going to be the end of the episode? It's ended on a high. Yeah, yeah. And that I've I've decided that that is now the end of this episode. But then, no, that's the end of the episode. No, it's not. It's not. You get brought down again. Let it be the end of the episode. You get brought down with the drama, the the plinky plunky music, the sad piano. There's a cuddle between. Um, There's a tender Mitch. moment, I would say, between Mitch and, and Lieutenant Steph. The spark is clearly still ignited. Yeah, they're both there. They're both sad. 
And then um, Dr. Sexy walks in and he's looking even sadder. In his, um, what was he wearing? His... Oh, that's, that outfit. <laughs> that outfit, he had beige trousers, some sort of weird greyish stripy shirt and a big floppy tie to go with his big floppy hair. Yeah. And... But I approve of him having his um, shirt sleeves rolled up. That's how I generally wear mine, so did, I'm as good as Dr. Sexy. He, he, he was missing a toss sweater, to complete the look, <laughs> yes. to be honest. He should have had a, a, like a, a sweater tied around his neck. That would have that, been good. That would have been elegant. Yes, yes. So, yeah, Dr. Tom's there. And, he... and then she says, she just looks at him, and he gives a poignant nod. Mm. And then she starts crying and holds Mitch yeah and he says the cancer's spread so she's gonna die how does she die Colin you looked this up didn't you uh, well <laughs> I, I, if I can if I read it correctly she dies in 1997 by getting struck by lightning <laughs> yeah one other thing that I looked up as well is there have been if you exclude Baywatch Hawaii 242 episodes of fucking Baywatch. There was there was Baywatch Hawaii? Yes. Really? Wow. And they brought Steph back to life for it. Did they really? Yeah. Uh, did they really? Yeah. Right. Fair enough. I think, unless I, unless I read it wrong, but she's certainly in it. Now, that is... I am... I'm 34 now, so when Baywatch was around... Um, I would have been a teenager. Um, and this was 1996, so I would have been 16 at that point. I've never watched an episode of Baywatch. And I think my parents might have been a bit worried about me. I've just watched my very first episode of Baywatch. Hang on, hang on. Sorry, you, you've never watched an episode of Baywatch before? I've never watched a full episode of Baywatch. I've seen bits and bobs. What on, this was like pre-internet days. I know. What on earth did you do if you wanted to look at some boobies? Grand catalogue. Because <laughs> <laughs> so, I'll tell you what, like I, I was thinking, because you know I used to I used to watch this when I was like eleven, twelve, and I was thinking when I was watching it, what when on, something was stirring inside. Yeah, I was just thinking like when I was watching it, what and why on earth was I watching this? This is just absolute crap. And then Pamela Anderson and comes then, along. <laughs> Pamela Anderson folded her arms <laughs> in a big fake boobs. <laughs> it looked like she had right said Fred. Between her arms, <laughs> and I thought, ah, there we go, there yes. we go. That explains everything. But I've just watched my first episode of Baywatch, and, I, and it's occurred to me I was watching this episode of Baywatch not for the totty, but to see the oiled up men. Yeah, I think we should end it there. <laughs> I think on that bombshell. <laughs> How's your wife, by the way? Is she. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm going to go home and make passionate love to her now. Uh, with uh, do- obviously with Doctor Tom, <laughs> Doctor Tom's image and David Hasselhoff's nipple in your mouth, <laughs> like a suckling pig. Right. Yeah. So let's Plug do. Time. Let's do the admin. Right. So we've got a Twitter account, WWA Podcast. Please follow us. And we're going to put this episode, as well as the review. Um, as well as the erstwhile episode of Body Slam, we're gonna put this on there so you can watch it in its glory. Yeah, so we're on um, whenwrestlersact.com. We've got the Facebook page, which is again WWA podcast at Facebook. So f- 
there, click the like button, and please just you know tell your friends and and you know we want we do want to hear from you. So um, let us know what you think. And is there any old bits of wrestling out there that? Well, wrestling-related films. Yeah, suggest some films or, you know, especially TV, you know, films is kind of easy. TV shows is a bit more obscure. I mean, if it is films, it could just be... It doesn't have to be crap. I mean, do suggest something (laughs) good, please. Someone suggests The Running Man. There we go. We'll watch that one soon. Okay. And Spider-Man, yeah. And Spider-Man, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean... They're not bad, so... If it's got at least some bit of wrestling I mean I watched an episode of Are You Being Served recently yeah. with wrestling we should watch that yeah because otherwise it's going to have to be um, you know I'm suggesting things like Mr Nanny and Suburban Commando and um, No Holds Barred No Holds Barred and um, Three Ninjas <laughs> and that one with the big show Knucklehead Knucklehead that's The Gruber it. so yeah The Marine The Marine 2 The, the Marine 3 yeah Marine 4, Cruise Control. Anything with The Rock. The Marine 5, King oh, of the God, City. That's, that's just occurred to me. Um, the Scorpion King. The Scorpion King. The Mummy Returns. Which is which is the one? There's the Scorpion King spin-off with Dave Bautista in. So, yeah, that's the Scorpion King 2, I think. Okay, well, maybe we'll watch The Search for More Mummy. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, so on that, um, have, a, have a good week and we'll be back in a fortnight. Bye.